Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast, a high vibe space where we talk about all things spirituality, manifestation, raising our vibrations and walking away from the manifestation block that is alcohol. Whether you're newly sober, sober curious or you've been sober for a long time, this is the place for you if you want to learn more about spirituality, manifestation and how letting go of alcohol can make you so much more powerful at manifesting. It's time to stop drinking, start living, raise our vibrations and step into our manifestation power. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast. I record today's introduction the day after my first ever CrossFit competition, which I think is really well-timed because this whole episode is about my obsession with CrossFit and how it has changed my life and added to my sobriety. Um, When I recorded this episode, it was before the competition. um, So I don't refer to it, I don't think, in the episode. But I just want to let you know now um, that I had the best time at this competition. And the thing that I found the most powerful was this. So I was really... Uh, hesitant about applying for the competition and at one point I said oh no I'm not ready Um, I'm just going to go and watch and I'm going to carry on having a little bit of um, personal training to supplement my CrossFit training and I will do it next time because I didn't think I was ready and I'm so pleased I didn't do that. Um, My partner Sam uh, encouraged me she was just like no you'll be absolutely fine just do it come on we'll do it together let's go. And now that I I have done it, I just think I would have been holding myself back so much by waiting because with CrossFit, it is designed to um, include everyone. It's a very, very inclusive sport. And when you enter a competition, there are usually two levels you can enter at, scaled and RX. So RX is like the super hard level and scaled is designed so that most people can give it a go. So we entered at scaled level. Um, and it's actually totally doable. It's it's a really good way to get going. So I ended at scaled level and I said to myself, right, I've already PB'd because I've never signed up for a CrossFit competition before. So all I have to do now is turn up, get through all of the wads, and I, that's a PB for me. I'll be really pleased. I'll be really proud of myself for putting myself out of my comfort zone. So we get there. And my partner, Sam's like, right, what's your goal today? And I told her, I've hit my goal. <laughs> I've turned up. And she said, OK, can we have another goal? Can we have the goal that we won't come last in in the competition or any of the wards? I was like, yeah, that's that's manageable. Like, I can do that. Um, So we cracked on. We had that as our goal. The other goal was obviously to have fun. And we just did our very best. And I was so surprised at the end of the day to see that out of 11 uh, pairs in our category we came fourth (laughs) which was 
so much better than I thought we would do. And I just walked away thinking, I can't believe I nearly didn't allow myself to take part in that because I didn't think I was ready. And I've just shown myself yet again, as CrossFit shows me all the time, you can do so much more than you think you can. And it's just such a good metaphor for life. It's such a good way of proving to yourself again and again, you can always do more than you think you can. So um, yeah, that's my little pre-episode pre pep talk based on this weekend's experience. If I can do that, so can you. I was the kid at school who was not sporty my PE teachers hated me because I was not interested I was not sporty and I just managed to do that this weekend so hurrah before we move on to the actual episode where I will talk about CrossFit in more detail and exercise generally just to remind you that the next round of Sober and Soulful is really really close to starting it starts on the 4th of september at 7 30 p.m uk time if you're not in the uk do not worry all of the workshops are recorded they will all be uploaded to a platform that you will have access to like forever um, and on this platform you'll also get your other resources for the course as well and you get unlimited free entry to all future rounds of sober and soulful so you can always keep refreshing um you can access any of the updated materials as well and this course is design designed to help you let go of any FOMO you have around not drinking alcohol so that you can effortlessly step into sobriety you won't need any willpower you will want to drink alcohol as much as you want to go outside and lick the pavement you won't see any benefit to it like I don't I will also be teaching you so much about how alcohol is a manifestation block so you can understand a the huge gift that you're giving yourself when you don't drink, but you can also really start to rev the engine on your manifestation journey and start to delve into this exciting journey of spiritual healing that we can enter when we stop numbing ourselves. Um, anything that comes up after we stop drinking is exciting when we start to see it through the lens of healing and, and raising our vibrational set point. And the whole course is geared to helping you understand that and empowering you to really, really make the most of this amazing journey. So if you would like to be in the next cohort, then drop me an email at thrive at coachingbyannika.co.uk. Annika is spelled A-N-N-E-K-A. -N -N -E I'd love to have you in this round. And without further ado, let's move on to the episode. More of me talking to you about my new love, CrossFit. I would like to talk to you guys this week about my growing obsession with CrossFit. Um, anyone that follows me on social media will have seen that I like CrossFit a lot. <laughs> I go like five to six times a week and my uh, obsession with it is growing and growing. I love it so much. Like literally every time I get to my CrossFit gym, I just have this like really strong, excited, like Tigger-like feeling of love for everyone and everything. And I'm just like, yeah, let's go. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about how CrossFit has changed me as a person, exercise specifically, no, exercise generally, but then specifically CrossFit has just given me a whole new edge. How it's changed me as a person, how it has supported my uh, alcohol-free journey, and how it helps me in every every single area of my life 
and how I just could not recommend it enough. I couldn't recommend exercise enough, but I couldn't recommend specifically CrossFit enough. I, I honestly, I'm not sponsored by CrossFit or any affiliate gyms, although maybe I should be. Um, but I just think it's the best thing ever. So I probably won't even cover all of the reasons why I love CrossFit so much in this podcast episode I bet when I finish recording I'll be like oh I've just thought of something else I didn't say but I'm going to see if I can cover most of them and it does all link to alcohol-free journey um so first of all when we first stop drinking alcohol our brain has to do quite a lot of recalibration so I get it quite a lot on my TikTok um people kind of comment on my video saying like I feel awful please help me I'm in my first like month and I just feel horrendous and I'm sleeping all the time. And um, guys, if anyone that's feeling like that, please always, I, I love it when people tell me, I don't obviously don't love it to hear people are struggling, but I love it when people share with me so that then I can like support you and, and help you. So yeah, um, but people do say that a lot. And something that I, I always say back is, it's completely normal to feel like that when you first stop drinking. And it's not because that's what feeling, that's that's what being sober feels like. That's what the alcohol has done. That's how um, dysregulated your neurochemistry is from drinking alcohol. And actually what's happening when we stop drinking is we are going through like a recalibration period. Uh, and one of the reasons for this is that alcohol hijacks our dopamine system, our dopamine pathways, our dopamine is our pleasure and reward system. Um, and alcohol hijacks it, meaning that our, our brain's like, I just want alcohol. And other things are less pleasurable because you just, you just totally wired that you just want alcohol. So um, for example, um, if you put uh, an alcohol-free person and a drinker in front of a sunset, the alcohol-free person would be able to enjoy the sunset more than the drinker because of the way that our dopamine pathways are wired. So that's one of the reasons why we are neurologically um, out of balance when we first stop drinking. But really, alcohol affects more neurotransmitters than any other drug, and alcohol is a drug. Um, we've got a lot of adrenaline and cortisol running around our system when we stop drinking because alcohol is a depressant and when we drink it yeah we might get an initial buzz but actually our brain then has to adjust and react against that so um it's a depressant and then our brain tries to recalibrate by releasing adrenaline and cortisol to try and bring us back into balance, although it overcompensates, which is why we often wake up at like three in the morning, right? Staring at the ceiling, feeling either anxious, unable to get back to sleep. It's why we feel anxious the day after drinking. But the thing is, is if we're drinking every day at the same time or a similar sort of time, our brain actually um, gets itself ready for the fact that it knows we're going to have a drink. And like 15 minutes before it knows we normally have a drink it will release that adrenaline and cortisol like ahead of time um so this is how we can start to create dependency or how we start to feel like the same amount of alcohol is not relaxing us in the way it used to it's because we've already pre-compensated with that um release of adrenaline and cortisol and that's how we end up drinking more and more to try and get the same effect of course, when we first stop drinking, we're still releasing the adrenaline, the cortisol in anticipation that we are going to 
have a drink and then we're not having the drink and then we're feeling really agitated and like dysregulated so I just want to kind of let you know that that is not what being sober feels like that is just what um healing after letting go of alcohol feels like and it's not permanent it's temporary so if you would if you like reading I really really recommend that you read this book called The Joy of Movement by Dr Kelly McGonagall now it's not actually a book about alcohol at all it's all about exercise and why exercise is amazing but there is a whole chapter in there I think where she talks about um, addictive pathways and exercise now interestingly exercise lights up loads of the same addictive pathways that alcohol and other drugs do but the good news is is that the um it, it does so without any of the downsides, without any of the hangovers or the come downs or the, you know, the, oh, I've been up and now I'm low. No, it only gives us good the good side. So it, it releases all of those happy hormones, all those endorphins, um, and we just feel good. We, the worst thing that might happen is, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna get tired and then we need to go to sleep, but like it's okay, you know, we can we can cope with that. Um and actually because of the way exercise affects our dopamine pathways and our and our endorphins it is a really 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 good way of helping your brain to recalibrate and rewire when we have stopped drinking so if you're feeling really low um and groggy and just agitated and miserable when you first stop drinking and you really want to move through that phase quicker then exercise is your best friend it is the answer and with the funny thing with exercises is when we're not used to doing it, there's an initial phase of like pushing through the discomfort of making yourself do it. But I promise you, when you just consistently keep doing that, eventually you will get to the point where it is so easy to motivate yourself to do it. And actually you you do get to a point where it's harder to not do it than it is to do it. And I'm definitely in that, that place now with exercise. So it is so good for your mental health we know this people talk about it all the time but it's actually so so helpful for rewiring your neural pathways when you are releasing any kind of addiction so that's the first thing to bear in mind now I started my relationship with exercise well I suppose what we all start a relationship with exercise at school don't we when we're children and uh, <laughs> my my beginning of this relationship was not very good because I went to an all boys primary school that had just let girls in and there were like three girls in the whole school and we were doing obviously like things that society would say are boys sport so I was playing football touch rugby and I was just like I don't want to do this I'm a girl <laughs> now I'm not saying that girls shouldn't do these things but at the at that time in my life I uh, and this was like the 80s where gender um, stereotypes were like much more set I was just like I don't identify with playing football and touch rugby I don't want to I don't see myself as someone that that wants to do this and I just didn't engage with PE and then when I went to an all-girls school after this um I then just felt like really behind because they were all playing hockey and lacrosse and um and I was just like oh you're all better than me so I started off on the back foot with exercise and I was I saw myself as like not a sporty person my PE teachers probably saw me as that too I just 
couldn't be bothered um which is really interesting because my mum is like super super sporty she played um hockey for Suffolk County she even played for like wasn't the reserve England team but she got she went on like a hockey tour where she um was it the Antiguan team wanted to like practice playing against an English team to practice for when they played against England anyway she's pretty pretty sporty and um I always like joke that my mum must have just despaired when I was a child I've been like how have I produced this unsporty child but I really 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 wasn't sporty um and I hated PE now, this did change a little bit when I got to year nine because I was able to start afresh and pick a whole new subject for PE, which was rowing. And everyone was starting from the beginning. And I really got into rowing. So I did start to shift my identity um, in year nine, but that, that didn't last for that long. And it wasn't really till I got older and I was living in Dubai that I redevelop myself as an exercise person and it didn't actually start with CrossFit it started with having a personal trainer and I found that so supportive because when you have a personal trainer you obviously like we can't always afford to have a personal trainer I was very privileged at the time that I could um, but you ha- you are buying yourself accountability and you're buying yourself certainty so I know I would not have gone to the gym regularly if I had just been motivating myself to do it. But because I'd signed up with this personal trainer, I, I'm not going to let her down. Like I've booked in, I've paid her. I'm not going to just not turn up. Like, no, that's not, it's not going to happen. Um, so by seeing her, she like helped me develop a really consistent habit. She helped me push past the hard bit, right? Which is getting in the habit of exercising regularly. And once you push past that bit, like it is, you are good to go because you get so many endorphins from exercise. You feel so good. Once you've got through the initial wall, like you don't need people to motivate you. So I had a personal trainer for quite a long time in Dubai. I absolutely loved it. And I, I didn't, I signed up because I wanted to feel good about my body, but actually the benefits that I gained from it were really much more than that but yeah okay I looked really toned and and I felt great but when I lived there before I changed my life before I stopped drinking and came back to England and literally changed everything I was really living out of alignment I was in a job that wasn't right for me it was very stressful I was very very anxious partly caused by the fact that I was drinking so much but also caused by the fact that I was numbing things I didn't want to look at that needed healing um, through the drinking. Um, but I was very, very, very anxious. I'd actually developed an anxiety disorder and I used to get very stressed and very dysregulated very easily. And I think exercise like was the only thing I had in my life that actually supported me um, in, a, in a really grounded, like nourishing way. And yeah, number one, it is a great way for releasing anxious energy and like kind of peeling yourself off the ceiling when you're feeling really, really anxious or stressed or angry. Um, so it was a great energy release for me. Um, it also actually meant that I drank less at the time because when I'd been for PT, I, I didn't come home and drink. Whereas if I hadn't got PT, I probably would have had a drink. Um, but it also created certainty in my life 
Now, we all need certainty, especially when we're feeling stressed and anxious. And I hadn't really realized it until I reflected on it afterwards, but it was so helpful for my mental health, knowing that like, however stressed I got in the day at work, however many curveballs were thrown at me at work in terms of like surprise meetings, surprise inspections, like panic situations that used to get thrown around all the time, whatever happened, I knew with 100% certainty that I would go and see my personal trainer at the same time every like three days a week at the same time and that certainty kept me grounded it kept me anchored um it kept me just it just it just gave me like a backbone to like hang off if that makes sense and I I honestly like kept me going through through a time where I was just so out of alignment and during this time that I was seeing my personal trainer, without meaning to, I completely changed my identity around exercise. Now, if you've read the book um, Atomic Habits by James Clear, then you will know what I mean when I talk about how identity shift is the absolute fundamental um, fundamental. I'm going to use the term backbone again, but. I don't want to re I don't want to use it too much, but it's it's so so important for lasting behavior change, and this is grounded in neuro linguistic programming. Um, when we look at the um, uh, there's a pyramid that they use to describe um, behavior change, and again, identity is at the absolute core of it all. You can you can change your habits, you can change you can you can learn loads, you can change your routines, you can add skills into your um, arsenal. But if you don't change your identity, then you will not change your habits long term. Um, and I didn't knowingly do this, but over time, because I consistently kept seeing my personal trainer, I started to see myself as someone who exercised. Over time, I created like a, like I collected nice things to wear to the gym I started like doing things that gym people did like having protein shakes adding more protein to my diet um just thinking I just saw myself as like I'm a gym person whereas before that before I had a PT I, I didn't see myself as someone like that at all um so as this changed over time this really like cemented more and more that like that's just this is how I deal with stuff if I'm feeling stress, I just go to the gym and work out. And this is how I deal with it. And when we start to um, change our identity like this, then, of course, without even trying, we end up adding more and more movement, more and more healthy practices into, into our routine. Um, and eventually I got to uh, a point where I had decided I stopped drinking. I had decided that I wanted to move back to the UK. I'd started like do some really scary things with like changing changing my life changing my future so I stopped seeing my PT only because I was like right I need to like conserve funds a bit now before I go back to England so I that's something I decided to take out but of course I had completely shifted how I saw myself now and I could not um, exercise so I changed my higher self gave me a really clear download that one of my important like key things for building my life in the UK would actually be to join a CrossFit gym because I know that CrossFit I knew at the time it was it's very tribal it's got a great community around it I thought yeah this will be a really good thing to do and it will be more cost effective than having like three or four PT sessions a week 
Um, I did also used to go to Barry's boot camp as well in Dubai, which I still think is amazing. But um, I live in Shrewsbury, so the nearest Barry's boot camp is in Manchester. So that's I knew that wasn't going to be an option for me to do regularly. So I then moved over to doing CrossFit at um, a gym in Dubai called Inner Fight. Now, my best friend um, already went there, Heidi, um, who, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you will have heard her come on the podcast. So her and her husband um, both still go there. And I was like, right, OK, I know this is going to be like a good thing for me um, in the UK. So let me start that now. So I started going to uh, in a fight in Dubai and I was already like really fit and strong. So I was in a position where I could give it a good go and not be too scared of it. Now, I say this, but the, why had I not ever tried CrossFit before when my best friend did it? Because I spent a long time being absolutely petrified by the idea of doing CrossFit I really was I was like oh that's for really fit strong people like I can't do that and my friend and her husband they're both like super fit they're both ripped they both look like CrossFit models and I think I would just look at them and be like I could never do that like you're you're I put them on a pedestal and I was like I can't meet you up there and then when I actually started it in Dubai I I was obviously had a bit more confidence because I was already fit and then I just realized like oh I was being so silly before CrossFit is so beautifully like pitched so that anyone can do it and be really challenged so you could be like incredible you could be like an Olympic athlete and you could go to a CrossFit class and you could stretch yourself and you could be really unfit and you could go and you could access it because it's scaled so that everybody can access it so as a as an ex-teacher I'd say that it's really really beautifully differentiated so that everyone is included um, and you get people of all fitness levels or ages um join do CrossFit and that's just one of the amazing things about it it's so inclusive so anyone listening to this who's like oh that sounds a bit hardcore for me honestly it's just it anyone can anyone can join in like give it a go don't be scared of CrossFit anyway so I kind of like got going with it was really enjoying it but obviously wasn't doing it there for that long so I didn't I knew some people at the CrossFit gym but I didn't know everyone that well um and then I came back to England now for some really weird reason I don't know why I did this but when I came back at the first thing I did I just joined this gym in Shrewsbury um that my mum and dad go to and actually no I do know why I did it because when I first came back I was sharing my mum's car with her and I was like, it's not really f- going to work if I'm going to a different gym to my mum. My mum goes to the gym every day um, because it's just not going to work with cars. So I I ended up joining her gym. And for a year, I went to her gym, which was not a CrossFit gym. I really enjoyed it. It's an absolutely gorgeous gym. Um, but having done that for a year, when my membership ran out, I had my own car by then and I'd moved out. And I was like, I really want to go back to CrossFit. So... This was when I then went to SY1 uh, in Shrewsbury. Now, it's really strange because this was in probably like the September. And I sort of went like a couple of times. And I don't know why. I was just obviously in like a really like funny place in my head. I can't remember what I was doing. Maybe I was doing a lot of yoga. or Maybe I was going through some sort of phase where for some reason I just didn't really 
give it a proper go. So I went to a few dropping, like two or three dropping classes. And for some reason it fell off my radar. Don't know why. And then this January, I was like, right, New Year's goals. I really want to get back into CrossFit. Like I want to stop messing about. So I set myself a goal where I'm just going to go twice a week because I felt really unfit again then compared to how I did before. And it felt a bit overwhelming. I get really overwhelmed really easily, um, which I think helps me as a coach because I really do understand what it feels like to be overwhelmed. We have to break things down into small baby steps. Otherwise, we won't do them. So my baby steps were like, let's just go to CrossFit twice a week. If I'm doing it twice a week, I'm winning at life. So I started doing that. And I always say to my clients, consistency is not a sexy word but it bloody well should be because consistency is what gets you results perfectionism gets you the opposite of results perfectionism keeps you stuck it keeps you stuck in the lack of it's not good enough it keeps you stuck in the in the energy of lack like I think I just did I just say the lack of it's not good enough it keeps you stuck in the energy of it's not good enough and it keeps you stuck in the energy of lack and it's just not helpful but consistency takes you anywhere anywhere um so I knew like if I can just consistently go twice a week the rest will unfold so I did that and it wasn't long before I was going three times a week and then four times a week and now without even like deciding to I just go five or six times a week like without fail I absolutely love it and it's giving me that certainty I love having that certainty in my day that every single day um of the week I know that I can go to CrossFit I'll see like loads of familiar faces um and I'll I'll have an amazing time so when I'm working from home obviously I'll be speaking to people on Zoom um but I'll still be on my own um for most of the day in my flat like it's so mentally healthy for me to have that like structure that at 6 30 every night I go to CrossFit um and I usually have a client like before and after and it just I just make sure it always fits in around it um, I always go to a weekend workout, usually on a Sunday. Um, so that certainty is really helpful for me. But oh, my goodness, the other things that CrossFit gives me now. So I feel like I've got so many more friends now, considering I've only been back in the UK for two years. I know so many more people in Shrewsbury because I go to CrossFit. Everyone is so friendly at that gym and it is a bit of a CrossFit thing that everyone's really friendly, really inclusive and really kind to each other. Um, it's because of CrossFit that I did the Dragon Boat Race um, in, in um, Shrewsbury, which was just so much fun. Um, it's because of CrossFit that I'm going to do the Long Mind hike in October, like a 50 mile through the, through the night hike with a group of people from CrossFit um it's because of CrossFit that I'm doing a CrossFit competition this weekend obviously which I'm super scared about super excited about at the same time and really okay yeah great CrossFit gives me certainty it helps me regulate my nervous system because it helps me like release any anxiety or stress energy that I might have yes it completely feeds into my identity as someone who is sporty and who is fit and of course the more I feed into that identity the more I just want to do healthy things for my body the more I want to go on other I want to go on hikes and do yoga and it just it literally snowballs the way that I'm healthy because of how I see myself because I see myself as a CrossFit person but the other thing that CrossFit really gives me which all other exercises not given me this level 
that CrossFit does. CrossFit shows me daily that I can do things I never thought I would be able to do. So I'm the girl who has never done a cartwheel in her life, never had never done a handstand, couldn't even do a backwards roll in gymnastics when I was at school. I, I'm not a gymnastics person. I've been petrified of gymnastics my whole life. I've never done monkey bars in my whole life. And then the number of CrossFit classes I come out of, and I'm like, I can't believe I just did that. Like I can climb up a rope now. Like what? I never thought I'd be able to do that. I've I've done handstands against the wall. I never thought I'd be able to do that. Um, I've jumped higher than I thought I would ever be able to jump. And a thing I love about CrossFit is it, it, everything's broken down into such small steps, like the way you're coached, that you 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 can train yourself to do things you just didn't think you would be able to do. Uh, I do actually have some really awesome PT now, like once a week with one of the instructors just to help me work on these skills. Um, but continually showing yourself that you can do things you never thought you'd be able to do is so bloody helpful in so many ways. Like it's dysregulating for our nervous system, right? When we try and do things that we didn't think we could do that scare us. It's dysregulating when you're trying to put yourself into a a handstand against a wall when you've never done one before and you're training your brain to like be dysregulated but then to also anchor yourself and ground yourself and be like no we're okay we've got this we're good <laughs> that mental resilience goes so much further than that crossfit class you take that home with you you remind yourself like I can as Glennon Doyle says I can do really hard things I can and I'm 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 okay I've got this I'm resilient um and that that is absolute gold dust and I honestly don't think any or no other sport that I've ever tried gives you that level of confidence in yourself and you only need to watch the CrossFit games right to see that I know I'm not the only person that would say that about CrossFit like I love in the CrossFit games that the age categories like go up really high it's like 65 plus age category um what other Olympic sport has that I mean I don't know I don't watch enough sport I'm more of a fan of doing it myself but like CrossFit shows the world anything is possible you can do anything you want um you can do more than you think you could do and for me that has been okay yeah really hugely supportive in my alcohol free journey but it's supportive in my manifestation journey I'm training my subconscious daily you can do hard things you can do things you didn't think you could do like the possibilities are limitless so um I probably have not covered all of the reasons why I love CrossFit enough um <laughs> Um, I could probably do a part two on this, but I just wanted to, to kind of give you a bit of a background really as to why I put so many CrossFit um, and exercise things on my social media and why this, for me, there's such an integral part of an alcohol-free journey, why exercise is just so magical and helpful. And it is spiritual practice because not everything, every part of us is connected and the more we recalibrate and look after our bodies, the more we can, you know, we're looking at the the the, bait, the root chakra, our root chakra needs, the more we look after all of our chakras, the more we can access our, our third eye and our crown chakra, right? It's all connected. It's all part of the system. So, um, yeah, that is 
my penny's worth on CrossFit and why I love it. And I'm going to stop rambling now. <laughs> um, and if you would like to reach out for coaching, um, or if you would like to find out about Sober and Soulful, my course, which is launching, the next round is launching on the 3rd of September, 4th of September, then to, do please get in contact. I'll put links in the show notes for all of my offerings. Um, and yeah, get in contact. Um, I'm, you can book in for a free discovery call with me if you want to ask me any questions about any of my offerings. Um, and yeah, I hope you have a lovely, lovely week. Thank you so much for listening to me today. If you would like to have the chance of winning a free one-to-one coaching session with me, then I'd love it if you could leave me a five-star review. All you need to do is take a screenshot of the review and send it to me at thrive at coachingbyannika.co.uk and I would love to connect with you. If you would like to connect with me further and you'd like to download my free guide, then please go to my website and you can do that and you'll be added to my mail list. Or if you would just like to book in a free discovery call with me, then you can do so via my email address or through my website. All of these links will be in the show notes. And I hope you have a wonderful, magical, sober week. And I will see you this time next week.